What's up guys, this is Wences. Welcome back to my channel where we talk about personal development for INFJs and how to create an epic life on your terms. Today we're talking about the unbroken INFJ. So many INFJs go through life believing that they're broken because they have experienced something traumatic in their life which made them feel that they cannot rely on their intuition, that their life path isn't going to go the direction they always wanted to or they thought they could have because continuously things happened that show them you're wrong. The thing you thought isn't going to happen, the person that you liked isn't going to like you back and all of those ideas, all of this inspiration is slowly vanishing. But I'm here to tell you in the end, none of us are broken. Yes, we experience certain things, but it's how we interpret it. Is it really that you break? Or is it that you understand it's one more way of letting go of your ego, finding more your authentic self that helps you to grow as an INFJ and live that INFJ epic life? Today we're gonna talk about exactly that. Remember, if you wanna go the next step in this direction, then work with me privately or join the INFJ epic life bootcamp. We have a waiting list, we have a payment plan this time. So you can find all the information below and it starts in May. So sign up now to stay tuned. Every single personality type has a particular strength in their first function. For us, it's introverted intuition. We all know it's our first function. But that particular strength in that is that we can hold on to a certain reality, although the real reality, as in what's going on in the real world, externally observable facts, don't really show us that it's true. So this is what we're really good at. And we have to take that as a gift because we can hold on to something before it has manifested in the real world. The problem is that we very often, first off, don't take any steps to make it happen because it's not just enough to hold on to it. And second of all, we misjudge why we're not taking that step. It feels to us like we're not taking that step because it's sort of not necessary. We already experience it in our mind. But that's not really the case. The reason why we misjudge how important it is to take a step towards our vision is because of the fear of what will happen if we're wrong. If the thing that we hold on to, if the thing that we imagine isn't going to manifest. And so we have this dilemma. On the one hand, we want to find out how strong we actually are in our first function. And on the other hand, we're scared to actually put it to test because then we could actually get the feedback of, no, you're not as great as you thought. Your ideas don't really matter. And so these two things are in our mind and they are the reason why we sort of do something, but then we don't. Or why we put ourselves in situations that seem so out of the ordinary, as in, you know that you have a connection with a person Person, you take steps that nobody else would do or you have this feeling of that's going to be the right path for me and you just take it although everybody else would say why are you doing this but so often these things don't turn out the way we want again why is this happening and how do we react towards it most of us and I used to be like this as well take it as a sign of there's something wrong with me. I am not going to manifest what I want. I don't have the capacity to hold on to that truth because reality shows me that my worldview is not correct. So what am I going to do? Since we barely have any role models, we barely have any INFJs or people who are similar to us show us how to do that, 
most of us actually back away. We believe I'm not as strong as I thought, I'm not as capable, and it leads us to feeling like we're broken. And you'll see this with all personality types. This is not just an INFJ thing. What is very specific to INFJs, that it's about creating that internal image, that thing we're going to hold on to. That's very typical for INFJs. You'll see this with other personality types with their first function. So for example, ESTPs, you'll see how they go the extra mile when it comes to their physical endurance. And they too have this dilemma of, on the one hand, I want to experience where my limits are. I want to find out how much I can push it because that's what will make me feel alive. That's what makes us feel alive. We know that we have capacities in this aspect. We know that we are gifted in this mental strength that can hold us together when others might crumble. And the same thing goes for every other personality type with their first function. ENFJs, you'll see how they can live out emotions to such an extent, go overboard, really lean into their emotions to such an extent that nobody can follow because nobody has such a capacity for emotions as a person with their first function being a feeling function. So why am I saying this? The point is to understand that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you, that it's totally normal, that we want to find where our limits are. We want to find out what makes us uniquely us. We have experienced consciously or subconsciously that we can go further in this aspect than most people around us. That's why we feel attracted to that because it brings out one of our main gifts. Of course, each one of us is different. Of course, our way of seeing reality, our way of experiencing it, and you know, your personal gifts, all of that is so individualistic. There's always this aspect of mental strength. That's what we're about. And because we want to find out how far we can take this, we continuously put ourselves in situations where we're either reminded, oh, go a little bit back. You're not supposed to do that. This is too scary. Or we're reminded, no, don't do that. It's not the right way to do. Every single time we feel like this, when our reality shows us you are wrong, there was something wrong about the way you thought life works. So how are we going to change that? How are we going to take this knowledge in order to become the unbroken INFJ? The INFJ who takes this as actually evidence that you're working correctly, that the way you approach life was exactly the right way. To take it as evidence that we're not just on the right path, but that we can also take this strategy to the next level so we can live that INFJ epic life. And the answer is actually pretty evident, but it's really hard to accept it because it has a lot to do with ego loss. It has a lot to do with being able to take pain, with being able to grow from pain. So if we know that we as INFJs, of course, have some kind of limit of how long we can hold on to a reality, although we have contradicting things showing up in our real world. Once we know that there is a limit and that limit is at some point because then we have to say, okay, I need to change something about the way I imagine the world because otherwise I'm going to have cognitive dissonance. There is like some way this is going to lead to a reality break. I've had this. I had this thing where I was so sure I understood that person. I wanted to help them. I did it through me hollowing myself out because I had this image of how the world works, how that person works and who I am in my world. That was the first time I had a huge ego loss. That was the time when I actually started becoming an unbroken INFJ. 
because that's when I changed my mindset. That's when I realized that of course there's going to be a limit to what I can hold on to. Of course I will have an image of reality that isn't correct because all I'm basing my image on, yes, you might have great imagination, you might have great intuition, but you still need information. And as long as you don't test that information out and you don't get feedback, you will never get better in this. That's why you stay in your bubble. And as I said, this is not something where I'm saying, oh, you're doing this wrong. This is a leaning into process that we all do. So this isn't something to be embarrassed about or something to deny. It's actually something to embrace. If you know you can hold on to a reality more than maybe most and you can test out things that others wouldn't dare to do because their ego would break so much sooner, you still have to test out at what point you have to adapt your worldview. And you will do this. You will talk to that person that you thought you had a connection with and get the feedback of no, that person actually doesn't want to be in my life. You get the feedback of, oh, I imagined I could imagine all of those things, but reality doesn't really change. Every single time you do something to prove your theory right or wrong, you get feedback. And with that feedback, you create a new mental image. You will still use your intuition, you will still use your mental strength, but it's always with that new information. And if you want to create a reality that more and more merges with your real life, so you get to live in this naturally high state, so you get to live in a space where everything is flowing, where things are happening for you because you have control of them, you need to gap this way of thinking with reality. And the only way to do that is to continuously go for that ego loss. See, this is what we INFJs can do. Yes, ego loss is an incredibly hard thing to do. But guess what? We can do hard things. And for us, it's way easier than it is, let's say, for an ESTP. Because we have a different way of holding on to our inner self. It is more fluid. It allows us to be adapted. Our ego isn't bruised that easily. And when from time to time things happen that do break our ego, then we take it as a great indication of, okay, this opens me up for the next step. Ego loss is not a way of you as an INFJ breaking. An ego loss is for you to recognize, oh, I have information now that I can take with me that will allow me to go to the next step. You're not here to win a game in your current reality because your current reality is that what makes you stay the way you're at right now. What we want is to continuously race our realities. So in order to do that, we actually have to lose the game over and over again. So we know that it's just a game. If you continuously say, I want that person to like me and that's the only way it has to be. If that person doesn't like me, then I will be crushed. It will feel like broken because I've given so much for this relationship, for example. Before, you always thought, okay, that breaks me. Yeah, that breaks you from that current reality. But if you know that this is just a part of the step, that with every single step, you know, okay, this reality is broken. The things, the way I thought they work, they don't work that way. So I have more information now, which allows me to actually expand into the next reality, which is way more in tune with how things are going to work out for me because now I have information I didn't have before. I'm not going to spend my time trying to convince another person who doesn't want to be in my company. I'm not gonna stay on my couch and imagine how all of these wonderful things are going to happen without taking action because now I know that this way 
way doesn't work. And it's not that I just know this from a theory standpoint. You and I, we have actually experienced that. And because of that, we know how to get to the next level. A person who wins in life is a person who continuously goes through failures. And for us as INFJs, that means continuous ego loss. It's about continuously putting ourselves in a position where we have to change how we see the world, how we see ourselves in the world, and to adapt continuously. Because although we do that, we know that we never give up on our core. Yes, there will be parts of our personality that will change but that core actually becomes more and more the predominant thing in your life. When I started this journey, when I was confronted with the biggest ego loss of my life, the thing that hit so hard, yes, it was horrible, it was hard, but I got through it. And because I got through it, I now get to live this life. And I'm sure so many other personality types would have a much harder time making that transition because their mental strength lies in a different area. So how are you going to apply this in your life? What were the things that really changed my perspective and my way of approaching this? Well, it was that I always took the feedback that I got as an indication that there is a way to improve my worldview. I always looked at it from a perspective of gratitude. I always looked at it from a perspective of I have a growth personality. I'm somebody who wants to grow. It's not about that result. It's not about getting that person. It's not about getting that job. It's not about getting that recognition or whatever it is. It's about becoming a person who's able to find more and more of her truth through my actions through the way I create my life. So it doesn't just flow by me and I have no control over it because there's still such a discrepancy between how I want the world to be and how it actually is. It's those informations that feed me and make me more grounded, that help me to create more and more. So take that information, understand when you have a feedback that is somehow, okay, apparently something about the way I thought this was going to happen didn't happen. So what is my conclusion. How am I going to change my next perspective? This isn't the same as saying, okay, I get the feedback that that person doesn't like me. So apparently there's something wrong with me. I'm not as nice as I thought I would be. No, it's a feedback of it's not about that person. It's about you finding somebody who gives you that feeling that you're seeking. And that person isn't it that person isn't the potential that you are hoping for. That new job that you thought is going to make your life exciting, that's not it. But it's that feeling that you have when you have the imagination. That is real and that isn't going to go away. You're not betraying yourself. You're just recognizing that you can live out that image without having to pinpoint it to one person, to one idea, to one job, one career path, one vocation, none of that. These are just feedbacks that help us to say, what is the next step? How can I become more of who I want to be by going the next round, by understanding that I don't have to attach myself to these things. That if I say I deserve a person who understands me, who loves me, who appreciates me, who is secure, who is interested in personal development, that that is what we define for us. And not that we say, this is the person for us and now I'm going to change myself to make that happen. Because once you understand that it's not about that person, that it's not about that feedback, because that person 
They didn't give you the feedback you wanted. They gave you the feedback of, you're not interesting to me. That job that we thought is going to be our solution gave us the feedback of, no, that's also boring. It's not about us saying then, okay, no person is ever going to like me. No job is ever going to fulfill me. It's about saying, no, I know that feeling that I'm seeking out. This, what I experienced here or here, that was just an ego loss. It's not about who I am. This actually helps me to become more of who I am because now I'm not waiting for that feedback. I lost the game on that level of that reality that I was playing. Now I can go the next round. Now I can say, okay, I deserve a person who's you know, all of those things I mentioned, or I want a job which excites me, which makes me money, which makes me grow. All of those aspects are given. These are the things I hold on to. And now I pick and choose what fits into that. Instead of attaching this and projecting this onto this one person or this one project or this one idea and it not turning out. It's about us understanding the discrepancy here. It's about us understanding the more often we do this, the less we project the less we actually put it out onto something that isn't true. We get to create our reality and then we only allow people, situation and circumstances into our life that fit that mold. Instead of adapting to a mold our current reality is showing us. This is just your current reality. Be willing to lose that game because the world, your life is so much bigger than that. The first time is the hardest, but then you recognize this is just an over and over and over a step. And with every single time, you get excited because you get new information that allows you to expand to a way that you've never been able to reach before. You got this, my friends. I guarantee you this. Just don't think that every single time you do this, you break. You don't. It's hard, but you can take it you become the unbroken INFJ. That INFJ that knows that this is your path, you're going to take it, you're becoming more and more of the person that you want to be, and all the circumstances in your life are interchangeable. Remember, if you want my help with this process, then work with me privately or join the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp. We're starting in May. You find all the information below. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video on INFJ Phoenix rising from the ashes. Like always, guys, I wish you a wonderful day, a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.